Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Hello, Zach. Hello, I'm Jenny. We're doing an actual movie this time. Not a made-for-TV <laughs> one, not a TV show. We have, I, the first time we've done a movie in months. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah, we stayed awake for it? It's tough. <laughs> it is a school night. It is 9.17 p.m. We're going to try to keep it short. <laughs> we shall see. Take it away, babe. What do we watch? We watched Cruel Intentions. We're looking for something a little fun. I don't know if that's the right, but right in the wheelhouse of like just sexy fun, like not really a thriller. But you know what? Um... I don't think I've actually seen all of this. So this is like my first sitting watching this whole movie. There were things I didn't know that happened happened in this movie. So uh, so welcome to 1999. Yes. This movie came out about, what, two months after you turned 18. I had been 18 for a little bit. I saw this in the theater. I remember loving this movie. Sure. And everybody in it is beautiful, and they're having a fun time doing what they're doing. And... Then there's a musical, and the musical is amazing, and I think I might be transcribing some of my fond memories on the, uh, this didn't hold, this is problematic. Oh, it's super problematic. The trigger warning on anything, anything except for like, like nothing happens to animals. No. other than that. There's really no animals, and I was actually thinking that, like, oh, because the 90s, yeah, 90s. um, Didn't care about anything. So tell me about where you were, 1999, March. So my second half of my senior year of high school, like you said something earlier today, you were like, I was just doing the math and realizing you were 18, the second half of senior year. Yeah, it didn't mean anything. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I got my ear pierced. Like I thought I was like having like a big, like, you know, cartilage piercing was super hot. And I was like, I want to do it. My mom was like, I don't think it's really that cute. And I'm like, but I'm going to do it. And I did it. She was like, it's so cute. And she took my 15 year old sister to go do it like the next day. Ah. Like my only, you know... Something, my first thing I could sign as like an adult that I went and did. Um, and also because it was still a time where we picked up phones, I continually picked up the phone and jammed it in my ear ah. <laughs> over and over and over again for weeks. Oh, when I was in high school, my senior year, and everybody was going out and seeing Event Horizon, or they were going to see Wild Things, or they were going to see Scream 2, or they were going to see. What, I think Species 2 maybe came out that year. So or... I saw Event Horizon like at my boyfriend's house. I brought it. No. No. Okay. It was not the same. Okay. It was not, not that the, boyfriend. Not that time. Okay. No. <laughs> I did not see it with that boyfriend. Um, that boyfriend would have been way, way early uh, before Event Horizon was ever out. Okay. okay. Um, I was watching it and like he had a real super cool like younger aunt who had young children and they were down in the basement like kind of watching it too and I was like trying to shield them and she's like it's fine I'm like so I was being the narc like saying like they shouldn't watch this no they should not be watching no, they this they should not have been watching it they're perfectly that damaged. is for 18 plus so that is for Even good it. reason <laughs> but anyway like so yeah no like being 18 the second half of my senior high school meant nothing like it it did not change any I was still doing show choir things, still doing youth choir. You too, but, um, but I, I don't know. curfew started when I was my senior year in high school. I, I still didn't. Did I have a car? I might have had a car by then. I had a car really late. Uh, there was a legal curfew in my town that started oh. that year. And so when he was over 18, he could stay out all night. Anybody that was under had to be in by like 11. I mean, everybody was 18. I'm a lifetime non-smoker, but going out and buying cigarettes or <laughs> going to strip clubs or going to like just all the like, like – 
ah, like we're all 18 haha ha, suck it <laughs> it didn't yeah I, I, I was 17 until like a week and a half before i moved into college yeah so i mean i i was just drinking the kool-aid of <laughs> all the things that this podcast represents you 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 missed out on an opportunity to I've go made nuts up. at your parents house <laughs> i've made up <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean i knew this movie existed um i don't remember a lot of people talking about it it just falls into this like it's a sexy movie it like went into the category of wild things and like i knew it was it probably just like went over my head because i was like absolutely this will be absolutely not i i can't i'm i'm a I'm a pretty good like liar by omission, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know that I'm really a great direct liar. And so I really tried to avoid things where I would have directly um, account for myself. Uh, like what movie did you go to? Like a film. Right. <laughs> what was the name of said film? Like, uh, uh. yeah. So let's like, if it didn't really matter, I tried to really pick and choose what I was going to subterfuge about. <laughs> truth would be the matter (laughs) i mean so this was i'd been 18 for maybe seven months or so so i was making up for lost time and i felt like at this one i was punching above my weight like this (laughs) is for like my parents would have no interest in this so this is for like young adults oh yeah they would they would not understand any of it and even watching it i'm like God, 90s teens fucking suck. Oh, yeah. Looking back, like, young adults were trash in 1999. I was one of them. And we used so many words. (laughs) We used so many words and thought we were so, I don't know what. Uh, Clerks inspired this, this film. Like, the... I mean, even your your you know sacred cow Gilmore Girls is still yes. a product of this type of it is. big vocabulary. People using more words than they need to, and bigger, the, more the, syllables than they the need to. The ennui and Schadenfreude <laughs> of the mid to late nineties is just astounding. I don't know if Bottle Rocket might have already happened, but Wes Anderson owes a little something to this as well. Absolutely, and rich white people in big houses complaining about things yeah i mean i think i just have well first of all the movie starts off it's like just moving fast and i'm like you were getting nauseous i'm like i'm too old (laughs) (laughs) my brain is too broken i can't watch this until it slows down (laughs) going on one too many 3d motion rides at disney world has broken your brain forever (laughs) like 20 years ago (laughs) yes so that already a sign of the times um Blair and Bias Cemetery on the freeway, you would look so badass in that Jaguar. I was like, he's really driving very responsibly. <laughs> it's like, I bet the car doesn't go that fast. <laughs> it probably doesn't. I mean, I read a lot of James Bond books from the time, and like, you're like, you know, redlining it at 55, the wind blowing in his face. Luckily, he had his goggles on, <laughs> the windscreen barely containing. <laughs> The gears grinding. Yeah, it. Yeah, it, everything about it was like. I just thought it was so funny. Like, like no. His ass probably hurts so bad. It's no padding. <laughs> it. Yeah. The the level of luxury. That's what I just thought was so weird. It's like the level of wealth that we're representing here is so above that. Like, really. That's not something that a 90s teen going and seeing this movie would be jealous of. 
not that car like a porsche oh i thought it was so cool but like your standard you you're kind of a nerd it was like, a different kind of cool it, it was that like next like being uncomfortable just for the sake of looking so bad well, all of this yes i mean everyone's in like you know we see him immediately then a therapy session in a full suit just laying it on so thick it's fucking ridiculous and I mean, I think that this is a this is a story. So like when I was a little kid, I remember like we would like, you know, play outside, make believe. And we would say like, pretend our parents are dead. And I remember my mom asking me when she's like, why? It's like, because like otherwise we have to count for you. <laughs> like and it's not the words I use because I but it's like we're on our own. It's like the boxcar children or yes, exactly. the Never Never Land. Or- that's that's always the way it was. And so all of these like 90s things is like we have this super absent parent. Or there's probably some like 90s show where a bunch of kids live in a convenience store or a it's factory like or a mall. Or, it's like know. I had to reassure her as an elementary school child. Like I do not wish you dead. Like this is just how playtime works. <laughs> like <laughs> otherwise I like you have to factor you in and someone has to play you. Like it's complicated. Right. Like we don't have enough we don't have people for the parts. <laughs> You know, and so I think it's exactly the same thing. It's like these teens playing house. Like, that's something I feel like is so, yes, it's a common theme and something that you see. But like the 90s of like, we just so desperately wanted to be adult. I mean, how many times did we see Zach Morris's dad? Like three? And I think it was three different actors. <laughs> yeah. Like, we didn't care that much. <laughs> so, I mean, this this idea of like, just... You know, I I write down later like we're at the manse, uh, you know, like which is Karen Walker, like you know, she always talked about her house being the manse, mm-hmm. the mansion. Um, but that idea of like this upper, I don't even know Upper West Side, Upper East Side, I don't know what's what's the hoity-toityest by the park, obviously. Yes, yes. There's so many ha- like apartments that look over on Central Park, and it's right. beautiful, uh, just beautiful. But yeah, like we we could not if there was like some parent that. You know, was not just off in Paris or off in whatever doing, you know, they would get called on their bullshit so fast. <laughs> None of this could happen. Like, yes, mom. Like, yeah. in the middle of. Boop, 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 boop. Are you two up there playing sexual weird games? And <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> Are you making bets about cars and butt stuff? <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah, it just wouldn't work. <laughs> it just would not have the same flow. <laughs> So this is suggested by the novel, French way of saying dangerous liaisons. That's what I wondered. I was like, this seems very much like it has some sort of literary beginnings. Yeah, that, that, the credits say suggested by, though. <laughs> so, like, they didn't want to get sued for being too, you know, right. taking too much liberty. Right. Um, you have anything before the therapist is pimping her own book? No. Which I, I mean, every professor's doing it, so why not a therapist? Of course, of course. And like it seems charge for a book. Big dollar signs. <laughs> yeah, and of course he's a sex sex addict. I mean, I think that's just the nine everybody we were we we have some drugs in this which that does say like, you know, um it it gives you parental cautioning for alcohol and smoking. I was like, ugh. You know, come on, guys. <laughs> how, how, how are you going to get past and get to the stuff that you really should see that you shouldn't be doing? I mean, this, if we're worried about alcohol and smoking. This is a lead character that smokes. That's pretty. I mean, it's a very he's a bad guy. Terrible lead character. Yeah, but. he's a bad guy. So it's OK. Um, we don't show anybody else smoking. We're, we're, we're getting into that realm. 
But but no, I mean, it would it would not have had that kind of warning then. No, that would have been no. standard. He's also portrayed as extremely cool, though. That right, right, he is. Oh, well, well, smoking was still cool <laughs> at this time. Um, sorry, guys, any of you do it now? You don't look cool. No. You need to work on it. You need to watch this movie and see how it's done. <laughs> like a, a generation has lost the ability uh, to hold a cigarette in their hand look and look so cool. They look so stupid. <laughs> They're I holding mean, it like they held their vape and it just it's doesn't. It's extra. Like, it's a dumb thing that you're doing. Don't smoke. It's it's dumb. Yes. It's not good for you. But if you're going to do it, look cool. Like, do it like go watch Casablanca and <laughs> learn a thing. Oh, my gosh. It's like <laughs> you're holding it like you've never held a, held a thing in your life. <laughs> It's like backwards. Go watch Dr. No and then come back and talk to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. So, yes, the the, so the therapist is pimping her butt. This was the first time I ever realized a fitted suit was a thing. And I've been on a quest to find a fitted suit that really kind of – I finally got one, what, a day and a half before the pandemic started and then <laughs> had nowhere to wear it. <laughs> And then a couple of years of pandemic, and it's not as well fitted as it was. <laughs> this is when I got it. Uh, he looks good in every every person in this movie is beautiful. Oh, they are absolutely. Everybody looks fantastic, um, except for real maybe Selma Blair. I can't. I cannot figure out what the direction is with Selma Blair. She's doing like some pre like Anne Hathaway level kind of it doesn't work though it doesn't work I don't understand anyway we'll get there um so yeah you know he's playing the therapist oh you've cured me thank you so much um he's like if I was still a sex addict I'd tell you that you had killer legs and I'd want to photograph them but I don't do that anymore so thanks and ladies and gentlemen welcome to the podcast I can't believe it took this long Queen Tara Reid. <laughs> oh, I am Tara. a huge Tara Reid apologist. Oh, Tara. You've no, no, she's in American Pie. Okay, never mind. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back. We have a, just a very quick quick a cameo. Um but yeah, so she she calls her mom as he's on his way out and she's crying. Uh, you know, she first of all she's upset. You and know, he's, he's hacked her webpage and that's like made the cover of the book, her nudity photos and it's yeah, I'm like, wow. I said, is this the first revenge porn? Uh, that's what I said. Like, this has not aged well. No, it hasn't. But also, like, wow. We don't see him do use that those skills anywhere else. Except for I bet he just knows somebody who who he's blackmailed the, to do okay, it. Maybe, maybe. I don't think he has those skills yet. I think that they're he's they they know plenty of people. He has people to do things. But still, I mean, not okay. Like, like super, super horrible. Like we're supposed to just be like rakish. I think watching this, and it's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because the only reason he's done it is to get back at the therapist. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 not that. Not that it would be okay if he was trying to get back at Terry, <laughs> but he it, it all circumvented. And basically, he's like, you know, I thought he cared about me. I thought he loved me. He told me he had I had killer legs, and he wanted to photograph him. She's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and of course, she's banging on the window, bang, and the, the police are like. Okay, crazy lady, like stop yelling at that normal white guy down there. Right, and- of course. Yes, shrill. <laughs> and he's picking up another girl. Shrill, shrill, shrill. Yeah, pr- uh, print- parental caution for shrill, shrill ladies. And then, of course, we just see him just being a complete asshole. He's driving like a dick, doing you know U turns in the middle of the street. He's just like <laughs> his hand up to the cop who's writing him a ticket. He's so rich, he doesn't care. And 
But it's in front like, of his house. So like, I'm like, I don't, it is in front of his house. I know that the parking is weird in New York, but like they know him. Mm-hmm. This is, this is not a new guy. I mean, so <laughs> we know this car. Um, so we walk into the building. Yes. In one scene, we have Christine Baranski, Sarah Michelle Geller, and Selma Blair. That is some talent. Christine Baranski, welcome back. Love. This will be her second time. Was mm-hmm. she in at a dinner party? Nine and a half weeks. Nine and a half weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. She put a spoon on her nose. Sarah Michelle Geller and Selma Blair, first time? I think so, yes. All yes. right. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. Get it. Yeah. So we've got Selma Blair. How old is she supposed to be? I would guess probably 14. I 15. guess. She's going into high school. I guess so. That's true. That The fact that all of these characters are supposed to, are supposed to be 14 to 17 years old is so problematic it's a good thing they looked a little older yeah they all looked a little older and that's why it didn't work for Selma Blair like she even at 14 I'm sorry at 14 years old you know you're supposed to keep your legs closed and she's she's not trying to be salacious she's not like a oversexed like trying to flirt she's just she's wearing a koala t-shirt and then we see her later, and she's very like well dressed, and like I can't figure her out. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's her fault. I think it's bad direction. I, I think that we're trying to like you're overly innocent, which means that you are just like a noodle, and you flip all over the place, and you're like floofy, like you're 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 like what Phoebe would be, not on the streets. Like, right. I feel like she's the comic relief of the movie, and I feel like. Looking back on it twenty something twenty four years later, some of it's not as funny. As it's it not was funny. Back then. No, no. Like I, I find her troubling very much. Like I, in fact, her presence completely is inappropriate. Dis, distur- like it's disturbing. She makes many of the mildly problematic elements of this movie a felony. Yes, <laughs> yes, she does make them felonies, and it it's like it it just doesn't work for because she's so oblivious. Like she's eight. An eight-year-old sits there in a koala t-shirt and like flails their legs open and doesn't know that anything is happening. 14-year-old, you know by then. You don't do that and then also have a serious crush on someone and are receiving love letters from them. That doesn't, those two things don't track. Like that person is overnight grown by 14 years. Except, I don't know, we were also, we were also raised like Annette, Reese Witherspoon, who we're going to get to in uh, purity culture and had driven into our heads that our bodies were dirty and disgusting and should be kept whatever since we were children. So True, but we knew about it. <laughs> like, so you kept everything zipped up tight. Like, <laughs> she's she's from an upper crust family. She's been told how to keep in line. Okay. Okay. Like, so she doesn't get into this school, like this this now whatever. They're, they're not new to the block. Christine Baranski knows who Sarah Michelle Geller is and is... is like nepo babying her like mm-hmm. like she's an adult it's so strange like and it that's what all of the adults in this movie act like the the teenagers are higher higher in the in the food chain in, in terms of the way this works like the few that we see we don't see their parents interacting i guess we are to assume maybe like they would even do that way over the with their parents because they're just trying to get in good overall but the fact that like they treat them as if they're these overly wise overly cultured it's just it's what every 90s kid thought they were in comparison to their own parents exactly, exactly. we thought we knew better we thought we knew everything <laughs> we thought we were so much cooler it's 
Like it's I mean, this embarrassing. Is a, this now. is a seventeen to twenty five year old's dream. They're <laughs> like, yes, I knew it. I control it. They know nothing. They're so stupid. I mean, Sarah Michelle Geller is speaking Vietnamese and talking about how how <laughs> wonderful it is to learn a little bit of Vietnam. I know one word of Vietnamese. We've tried. We really. We... I I really I. Jin Chao, everyone out there, Jin Chao. <laughs> yes, that's great. It's it, it's. That's actually good that she does. It's someone that she interacts with on a regular basis and we, she cares enough. We know a lot of Vietnamese people and we think we would just pick something up. And you we would pick up nothing. Nothing. I listen all the time. Like Every time we go to Mexico, I pick up a few words. Right. But, like I hear something. Yeah. Like you hear it repeated. And I, I'm just, I don't have the ear for it. And I feel really bad. I need to take some classes. And then, so and Ryan Felipe, I don't, he's 25-ish, I think. In this movie, I need to look up for going deeper. I'll look up everybody's ages. I I did look. But I'm sure, 19, pretty sure he's playing like a 17 year old. He's 1974. Okay, so he's about six years older than us. So we're about 25. Yeah. yeah, he's about 25. Um, I don't know if like I think by 25 you would have filled out a little bit more because he he his face changes so oh, much as yeah, an he, adult. He is much bigger of a guy. He's broader shoulders, much. broader chin. Yeah, yeah he, he becomes a much bigger out. guy. He's, in fact, like, I kept, I was like, do I even, like, know him really as this person? Like, this younger person? Like, did he, was he in a bunch of movies? This is like, the first thing I ever saw him in. And, and then he was in The Way of the Gun maybe a year and a half later, and he had bulked up, and he oh, was really? very different looking. Yeah. Okay, by then, okay, already. So he, basically, when Reese... Reese Witherspoon's heart. They get married this year. Yes. In yes. 1999. Um, and... It doesn't last forever. They do have two children. It, it seems lovely. Well, I don't really know what the... Uh, I, I need to look that up for going deeper, too. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened, but... I think this will probably be released on the 8th, and uh, Reese Witherspoon will have been single for five days at that time. So, who knows? Uh, she is newly single. Again. Get it, girl. Get it. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're both single, maybe. Who knows? I mean, if Ben Affleck... And J-Lo. Oh, man. If there was, like, domestic abuse or cheating or something in this, and I'm saying all of these things, and I learned that in a week when I'm researching, uh, I recant. Every gonna really gonna moonwalk away from this. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of things that have aged poorly, like this movie. <laughs> but so Ray and Felipe puts on his like the net level glasses. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and he's like, "Mwah, ciao." It's like, just such a douche. I mean, we all were douches. <laughs> it's so painful to watch because it, on some level, we were all attempting this. You know, not this like fuckery most foul, but (laughs) (laughs) he is playing a villain in a Shakespearean comedy. Oh, he really he's I don't know him as an actor, really. I've not seen much that he's in. And so I I have to kind of think because he plays beefier stuff later, like he's a really good actor. I have to assume that he's really, really putting it out there. I've probably said this already. I'm probably going to say it again. I think everyone in this is beautiful. They're a good actor, and they're just getting to – this script is wild. And they're just getting to, like, go full-on Dallas meets a telenovela meets they, – they, they can just speak like that and about so much dirty stuff. It, they must be having a blast on, on camera. They had to. Like, yeah, I, I'm sure it's like nothing's off limit. <laughs> so we've got the uh, cocaine crucifix makes its first. Mm-hmm. We're not Catholic, but uh, I can assume that is a really, really horrible thing to show. Well, and she says um, to Christine Baranski, she's like, you know, when 
um, all this, the stress gets to me. I just go to Jesus. And she's like, that's beautiful. And like, that's Jesus talking about doing blow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, which comes back later. And then there's something about like, how is your disgusting slut mother and how is your abusive alcoholic father? Like, I think it's the, like impotent. impotent. <laughs> Which, yeah, so the, the, their parents are married. They're stepbrother and yes. Sarah Michelle Geller and Ryan Phillippe. Yeah, it's a real like Greg and Marsha Brady situation. <laughs> like your father's diddling the maid. Like how is the impotent alcoholic father diddling the maid? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, I mean, I would imagine that we had... Um, viagra by now we did yes yeah but so then he's digging around the piano does he pull the 17 magazine out of the piano i don't know i, I, don't, I don't know, know what's happening um but the 17 magazine there's a piece on reese witherspoon i don't understand why where she's talking about her it's a virgin's manifesto like okay but we don't know why she's important enough to have this article in Seventeen magazine. We were on the cover of newspapers talking about Virgin manifestos back then, babe. I guess so. I guess so. But Seventeen's a little bit different. I, I guess it is. Some- it was a little later. It was a little bigger by ninety nine. We were on the gr- the grassroots of it. Right on USA Today. <laughs> um, but so he's like, "Here's my target." Like you know, for well, I guess. Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, I want you to do something for me. I'm pissed because this guy that I like, basically I got rejected. Basically she's blowing some dude who's getting drunk in a car. It's Jerry O'Connell. No, it's not Jerry O'Connell. No, it's Jerry O'Connell's it, little brother. Uh, is it for real? Because yes. I was like, I, I exactly thought it was Jerry O'Connell. No, it was Charlie O'Connell. Charlie O'Connell. I saw O'Connell. that in the credits. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, both double duck. Um but basically it comes down to she was rejected and insulted and so now she's she, fallen for Cecile, the fourteen year old, fifteen year old. Maybe she's not fourteen. I mean, she's coming into a school, so she's a junior? Maybe I I don't She's fourteen or fifteen years old. She's sixteen max, but she acts like she's twelve. I mean, I it would not have been out of what we've portrayed for her to be playing with dolls. I mean, but like she's blowing this senior on the wherever, and now he's hooked up with Cecile. Like this, none of this is okay. None of it's okay. But we don't know how much we're really talking about. True, true. Like she's also Sarah Michelle Geller is fucking del- like she's a hot crazy mess. She's bl- they're both blind by ambition, and she's just like she's pissed. So she's seeing red because she, and she just wants to like fuck things up because no one is going to treat her that way. So it could just be that their friend, their families are friends, and they've been seen somewhere together, like at a wedding Impossibly. or so. It could be just as simple as that. Um, because Cecile doesn't seem to un- like think i'm this is my boyfriend or i'm dating this guy like she doesn't seem to know anything so i don't think so she's even like ew i don't even know how to kiss a boy like all of this stuff she does say about uh reese witherspoon go be captain picard boldly go where no man has gone before that's a real like do you know what's wrong with that statement sorry nerd talk nerd talk i mean I know it's all Star Trek related. Captain Kirk said boldly go where no man has gone before. But Captain, Captain Picard, Picard is... said boldly go where no one has gone before. They updated it to include women. Oh, well, she doesn't care about that. <laughs> I would have thought you would have. 
I'm not saying I don't care. I'm saying she doesn't care. That's the only Star Trek she knows. That's what's on TV right now. All and right. she's still talking about where no man has gone is yeah. is her point. Yes, 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 yes. And so we have our first Gaysler and our second Gaysler. Yeah, and like, they just keep coming. I was <laughs> like, we got a Q word and an F word in one scene. And then. It's the new headmaster's daughter, we find out. She's coming to our, our town. Right. So he's like. And she's staying at our aunt's house? Because. Because. This, Rich white people do that stuff. Because this is very British. Like it's very like the the dangerously Asian kind of true, idea. True. That's where we have all of this. That like all of this upper crust. Like you don't have to know anybody really. You just have to have money to like impose yourself on other people, and they're going to put you up in the hospitality, and you're going to walk around the living room and like take a turn and like talk about you know people who sent you love notes and <laughs> you know those kind of things. So that's where see the books I read. Someone staying in someone's castle, but then like. They're not allowed to go in the one wing, and then they find the bodies or something. That's that's my books. Well, the one side where you're not allowed to go the the one wing, and you find like the abandoned room that's the shrine to like you know <laughs> a, a ghost. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and so we get Sebastian's journal. Yes. And it's the whole thing. It's like it's so na 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 to write in it, and then he's like, "But you'd love to read it." Right. But basically, we make a wager. He's like, "Okay." Like, if I succeed with what I want to do, which is to seduce uh, Reese Witherspoon, Annette, and... Count me in. What are the terms? <laughs> that basically, you know, she knows that he wants her, her being Sarah Michelle Geller, and I'm really trying hard not to say Sarah Jessica Parker 1,800 <laughs> times, just because that's just the three Sarah names that I'm more used to saying in the world. And she knows Ryan Felipe wants her, and he can have her if she wins, and he she can have We're his go car. Be more specific, okay? <laughs> See, like it's this is all in the uh, in the musical, so I know this right. is pretty verbatim. Right. He she wants the car. Uh huh. And what she'll give him something you've been obsessing about ever since our parents got married. <laughs> right. Because I'm the one thing that you can't have, and it drives you crazy. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> Happy hunting, Sebastian. She must have had a blast doing that because she is just all over the room, climbing on furniture, climbing on him. There's, yeah, I can't imagine blocking these shots. Like all of this, it's got to be nuts. I, I'm, I've got some big gaps. I'm gonna say in my notes because I actually have not seen this movie. We have. Golf carts, skeet, and horses. Like, oh my goodness, how much richer are we going to be? <laughs> I do have that. Yeah, I was like, 90s wealth, really kind of mirroring British wealth. Right. But they're, yeah, they're out riding. Mm -hmm. The Simon's aunt and Reese Witherspoon are out riding. This is our introduction to her. And they just hear someone shooting. They're like, oh, Sebastian must be here. He must be staying for the weekend or whatever. Right. For and the weekend. We, they meet, and everyone's skin is so smooth in this movie. <laughs> Has Reese Witherspoon ever had a cosmetic endorsement deal? I know Sarah Michelle Gellar has. I think so. Every one of them should because their skin is gorgeous. And this is an HD. This was never meant to be seen in this definition. And they are so smooth. You can't fake that crap. That is, we did not have the computer technology at the time. No, but we have some pretty heavy pancake makeup. We do. We do. And some soft lighting. <laughs> All right, Sean Patrick Thomas is on my screen. The man who gets underused in everything I've ever seen him in? Yes. 
Definitely. He is so much fun to be around, and he usually just gets really side roles, and he's so great in them. I haven't seen Save the Last Dance. He's a lead in that, right? Yes. Yeah. Is someone dying in that? I don't know. Doesn't that sound like maybe somebody could be? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to watch it. I think maybe her mom is. Mm. It's Julia Stiles. Yes. I don't want to watch it. If, I, I don't watch movies where someone's dying anymore. That's just... I saw some crazy ad for some crazy show where Julia Stiles, it was like crazy may or something i don't know she was just like dr- it's like she could, comes on a party like a picnic party barbecue scene she's like drinking and people are like freaking out and they're like grabbing i, I don't know what i saw i've always liked her it, it's current it's like julia styles now okay I mean, she was, was in a season of dexter and was really good it was wild i was I like she really stood out in the born movies it's like look out for crazy may or something it's i don't know what it was i'd be interested in taking a look at that i need to find it and so, yeah, he's the cello teacher. Yes. So, you know, we've got some very, like, sexy, like, you know, cello technique slash, you know, golf technique slash let's do some pottery together. It's all in the hips, kind of. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, and that's where we've got Selma Blair swooning. And it's like, I don't think you swoon when you don't know what attraction is. Like... And, I, and don't, I think Ronald is an adult. I don't think he's oh, a, a student at the school. No, he's an adult. He's a tutor. Um, so he's fully an adult. And she's not like, I don't like these boys. I'm interested in a man. That's not the narrative that we're getting here. Um, like, it's, it doesn't work. Like, I understand they're trying to corrupt the innocent girl. But... The problem is he had two innocent girls that were trying to corrupt and he needed to make them different enough. And we so we had to make one one kind weird, of dorky and funny and and, and, a child. and trips over everything. And then one has high morality. Like fine, you could have made them different enough but you could have made they could have been one's a spaz. <laughs> Which I I, I don't think not, it's a nice word. I don't think it's a nice word. But we, we, we've not said any of the gay slurs. We've not said, we're really trying here, but this movie is tough. It's really tough. And but I just I don't think that I I just wonder what they kept saying to her because she's so different in every single scene. Mm-hmm. There's not a continuity in this character at all, and that bugs me. Sorry. And then I just have in super all capital letters with lots of exclamation points. Joshua Jackson is in this movie. I have Pacey. <laughs> Pacey is Blaine. And he's blonde. And so many more gay slurs. Oh, my gosh. Um, he doesn't sound... He, only when he's kind of trying to be in the moment and be with someone does he kind of sound overly like what we would say stereotypically gay. He doesn't sound that way when he's talking to Sebastian. I think he's having a blast. Oh, he's... He's, he's on set for two days and he is... Yeah, he's like, how do... Yeah, he's like, how do I fuck with all of these people? <laughs> so, yeah, so we've got the... Uh, he knows that this football player guy must be the one that's bad-mouthing Sebastian. Because to... they're from the same city? <laughs> I was like... Well, they've known each other since they were children. We learn out later. We learn later, yeah. but all we know at the time is they're from the same city. <laughs> and that's where we have that British kind of stuff going on, too. Okay, it's like, okay. would two random people that live in Kansas City know each other to the point of like, you're from my city, so I'm going to give you the 411 on this 
on this cad, on this, this rake. Yes, this, this scoundrel. <laughs> no, unless you were like best friends, but we don't know that until later. Um, but that would be exactly what would happen in a British movie and a British story. So yes, Joshua Jackson says he's giving off some vibes and like what kind of vibes like he comes over and has sex with right. me. <laughs> like, oh, got it. <laughs> like that's, that's, a lot, that's a lot of vibes. That's more than some vibes. And I didn't have a note. It's like, so Joshua Jackson's gay. I was like, is that good? Or is this gonna be is this gonna be problematic? I don't know. I can't tell. I think it goes yet. pretty good, except for, I mean, except for he's a terrible person too. Right, they're all but terrible. No worse than anybody else. No, I don't feel like the fact that he's gay makes him worse than anyone else. No. And then we have Greg talking just nonsense about women in the background. Oh, there's yeah. a poster that says "Man's Best Friends" right over a woman's breasts. Uh, yeah, and he's, he's like, "I told that bitch to." Get on her knees and suck it. And like, okay. And then, so that's, here's where the voice changes. <laughs> Joshua Jackson calls him and he's like, Greg, <laughs> like on the phone. He's like, oh, hey, Blaine. Like, <laughs> you know, so he, he didn't sound that way in talking to Sebastian. He'd just been like, hey, man. But he's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the Central Park picnic. Yes. I mean, if this isn't a famous movie scene of the time, parodied multiple times over <laughs> yes and so we've got um Selma Blair talking about court which I think that Sarah Michelle Geller brings up and she's like oh yeah he was telling me about some like crazy bulimic, bulimic head, head case, case that he dumped over the summer what a loser she must be like okay that's extreme for you to think as a child <laughs> here's what I'm talking about like I feel like she's men has some sort of mental something <laughs> like she's a different person every time we see her i don't like it, it she's definitely dressed much more like she's like charlotte yes she's just exactly like charlotte and sarah michelle geller with her black hat her sunglasses she's dressed her... like the other woman at a funeral it's breakfast at tiffany's i was thinking kind of but she's more of the other woman at a funeral <laughs> the huge diamonds in the ears yes. and she might be the other woman at a mob funeral. You might be right. <laughs> I don't know why mob funeral just made it more more real to me. And then we have the kiss. Kiss me out in the bearded barley. That was, if you haven't seen it, recreated so incredibly in the was it MTV Movie Awards. Yes, I think so. During COVID and they go for it and they're just like, like there's a big plexiglass in between them. <laughs> <laughs> Lipstick smeared everywhere. <laughs> I mean, not going to lie, for a bunch of years, this was pretty hot. <laughs> well, yeah, so they kiss and then she's like, okay, now then, you know, we're going to, I'm going to put my tongue in your mouth and you're going to massage my tongue. So we're gonna, and that's first base. Do we have, is there a definitive like description or definition of the bases because i feel like there's not i feel like it depend on your region on your age on all these things about what truly are the bases i mean i know what the bases were at my school but like you know it's it's like spades there's different rules sometimes <laughs> what I'm or saying. dodgeball like dodgeball has very different rules if you go to davidson county versus wilson county for, yeah. <laughs> So, 
catching the ball is completely different. Right. Deflecting a ball with another ball is completely different rules. So that's what's curious. Like, okay, okay, so you're saying this is that's first base. So French kissing is first base. We don't talk about any other bases at any other moment. So I don't know what their definition of all the bases are. But that was consistent with the, the Wilson County school system. <laughs> I feel like that probably was too. But like, I feel like with second and third base is where it got murky. Okay. But yeah, so maybe we do a little research on on some base definition. And the line, like, because the camera is zooming in as they're kissing and just zooming in, and they start to pull back, and the little line of spit, spit from the two lips. <laughs> I think the best parody of that is in not another teen movie, mm-hmm. where it's the like eighty six year old woman who's playing the. Uh, drew barrymore role like going undercover in right school. like never been kissed <laughs> yes. yeah and she's doing that role with the uh, mia kirshner maybe and as they're doing the kiss and they pull back and one of her dentures falls out <laughs> oh man we're really still very oh, early 44 in this minutes movie. <laughs> oh into this goodness. movie um so then we're in an end. I've got Max. We're in an indoor pool at the aunt's house, which looks like, and he's before that. She says like, "Oh, we're best friends now. Do you want to have a sleepover?" <laughs> and she's like, "Ugh." <laughs> exactly. Like, still doesn't work. Anyway, um, so we're back at the aunt's house. We hear music blaring. Uh, Reese Beethoven's ninth, I think. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon comes down to an indoor pool where Brian Felipe is sitting in a wheelchair. I was like, is this this F- is this like an FDR polio pool? That's like- exactly what I was thinking. It's like an old sanitarium. Yeah, I mean- <laughs> it's like crazy. Um, I was like, this is weird. Um, and Love Fool starts playing. <laughs> I don't think I realized that it was in more than one 90s movie. <laughs> he does say that. Would you like to go for a swim with me? It's 10 o'clock, but we are reasonably young. I wrote that down too. I was like, ugh. <laughs> what a 90s teenager thing to say. Ugh. And so they, she goes to get her suit and he gets a call. <laughs> it's just like he picks it up. It's like, I was like, you fuck her yet? <laughs> it was like, loser, blow me. And the click. Oh my gosh. And then of course, like he makes it so that he's naked when she comes down. Oh, she's putting perfume on yes. to go swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just because she doesn't want to fuck him doesn't mean that she doesn't want to like <laughs> perfume to swim. That's, uh, that's she was ready level. for bed. Okay, but yeah, a little something for the ladies and, <laughs> and others. <laughs> I think for everyone, it was for everyone. I think it was it was um, for for Patrick Hines. <laughs> I mean, there was a time and there was a man and he looked good and looked they good. put it on the screen. Yep, <laughs> her bathrobe. The belt on it looks like a karate belt. It's so wide. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, like get in the pool and he's trying to kind of come on to her and she's like, not about it. Like, I'm not impressed by you. Like, you know, oh, you're gonna tell me I'm smart and I'm beautiful and this. Like, we could maybe be friends, but you're pushing it on that. Like, I know your number and I'm not interested. She says that you've never uttered a single word without dishonorable intent. Yeah, that is a line from Dangerous Liaisons, (laughs) I'm certain. And there is a sailboat just floating around in the pool. This is Pee-wee's big adventure. (laughs) Um, R.I.P. Oh, that's what it says. Like, I never knew someone so charming could be so manipulative. I'm like, that's 100% all of the time. Most of the time, especially a a teenager, if they're charming, they're being manipulative. Like, 100%. You know, it, it goes together. 
so it doesn't go well. Everyone's going to bed. And then it's midnight. Sebastian is going to uh, Pacey's house. Mm-hmm. He's got such a cool pocket watch. <laughs> and it's Eric Mabius. Do you have any? Um. Yes. I know the name and I kind of recognize the face, but I can't think of other stuff. I know him from stuff you probably don't. He was the third crow. Huh, okay. In not a great crow movie with like a big twist. Fred Ward is the bad guy. Fred Ward. Oh, <laughs> I man. Think it was, Tara Reid might have actually been the girl in that. I don't know. I'd have to look back. Yeah, she she might have been the girlfriend in that one that gets killed at the beginning. Or she might be in the fourth one. <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot of them. The fourth one, the bad guy is Angel, David Boreanaz. There's <laughs> the, a lot of these movies, too. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. A lot of sequels. <laughs> yes. He's in the first season of the, or the first half of the first season of the L Word. He's um, Mia Kirshner's boyfriend. Okay. Kind of before she realizes, and he really kind of gets done dirty, and then just sort of disappears. Like he doesn't really. <laughs> I know it's about this awakening of this young woman, but like he really gets upset by the side. <laughs> he seems like a, a really, really nice guy. That seems like kind of like what's happening, and just like that, and Steve, mm. like. Really, kind of feels like that's what's happening with Steve. Yes, I know historically, like Steve did cheat, but like, I guess once you forgive and forget, like, but then it's like, I, she's like, I'm coming out, and like, com- let's completely forget my family and move across to country to LA, like, and completely leave everybody behind. Oh, I've missed all of that. I guess yeah, that's apparently what's happening right now. So people are not loving mm-hmm. loving that. And so we've got the walk on the beach. Eric Mabius is completely now he's manipulating Reese Witherspoon. Well, he is because he's been blackmailed. Yes. Like everyone's manipulating everybody. Everybody's manipulating everybody. Everybody's blackmailing everybody. It's and it's all what would your parents think? <laughs> Every single thing other than, you know, but it is still reputation when it comes to Sebastian and it comes to Catherine. I I, I can't call her Catherine. She doesn't seem like a Catherine. Sorry. I don't think it's a right name. Um, but for them, it's still reputation, but for everyone else, it's what would your parents think? And so, like, it's so that's true. I think that that is such a high bar across the board when it comes to like this age. It's like everything you're doing, even no matter how how adult you are, like that is the ultimate. Like, you don't want to be found out. Mm-hmm. And they're all doing these horrible, terrible things to not be found out. You know, when things that. Are, they're not necessarily doing such horrible, terrible things, but they think they are from a reputation standpoint. And then they hear they like set these things in motion that ruin people's lives. So we go back to the Valmont or she had a last name. They said one time and I didn't, I didn't pull it. Sarah Michelle Geller. Um, I don't think they have the same last they name. They don't. They have a, yeah. But like his last name is Valmont. Yes. But he, and it's his father's house, but like, I don't know what the, Heard it last name. It, it just she said it once at the very ending, and I don't think I picked it up. But they're watching a home video of Cecile and Ronald, the cello teacher, and I have the outfit that she's wearing in that scene. <laughs> like I said, I was a bit of a fan of this movie. I, I do have a little bit of memorabilia from it, so we might have to post a picture of that. And she is just being such a goofball, which I know you probably hate. She's doing a headstand and obviously like showing everything off and. It's actually a skort, so she's really not showing anything off. But <laughs> says says the guy that owns the wardrobe, and then she's boom, boom, peace out. <laughs> Catherine Mertieu. Okay. M e r t 
U-I-E-U-I-L. That's probably got to be a holdover from Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah. And then we have Ryan Philippi is wearing the turtleneck that I... Pretty sure it's from Aeropostale. I got that turtleneck for Christmas that year, or I got one real close. Uh, I mean, everybody did. Everybody's wearing turtlenecks. Is this when they call Ronald, or like they? I think the next thing I wrote down is this is when Sarah Michelle Gellar starts grinding on him, trying to tempt him, and right. And her dick grabbing technique is a hundred percent obscured by a foreground object. So we really sorry don't, don't get know. to see what's going on. It seems to be working. And, I mean, she's, like, licking the side of his face. She likes licking things. She's licking things all over the place in this movie. <laughs> That's As she's walking out the door, she says, down, boy. That's kind of cruel. <laughs> um, oh, oh the, okay, then she calls, I think she calls Christine Baranski because she's, like, setting this whole thing in motion of, like, she, Cecile has said she loves Ronald and Ronald's written her notes and here's where the notes are. She's like, bring them to me. Um, you know, I'll help you write notes. I'm great at notes. Um, and then of course she sees her being like a complete ditz um, with him on video. She calls Christine Baranski. Christine Baranski comes running and I'm like, why are the, the adults at the beck and call of these children? <laughs> um, and she's like, I have bad news. And she tells her, uh, you know, that that she's she's in love with Ronald or Ronald is right. I don't remember exactly, but you know, of course, we have a terrible. Are we allowed to laugh at this scene? It's it's played for laughs. It shouldn't be funny. The way she tries to recover is kind of funny, like because she's being served coffee at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it's like, well, of course, I'm he. She would like him. He's black. It's like, like she she's so young and he's so black. Like, That's. <laughs> Okay, like only one of those is a problem. <laughs> and it ends like she's going to do something about it. It's like, you will be discreet, won't you? <laughs> of course. Rah! I'm running in like, get out of my house. I hate you. Like, you'll never I see my... you off the streets. He's like... I, I live at 49th and Park. Like, I'm actually curious to look up... 50, uh, or 59th and Park. I'm actually curious to look up what that is. I bet it's a pretty awesome place. It probably <laughs> is. He's like, uh... I, I go to Juilliard. I'm like, no. <laughs> Lady? He's like, I think there's a reason you don't like me. He's like, my hubs and I give money to Colin Powell. I'm like, um, no. Okay. <laughs> um, so then this this doesn't really track for me. He comes stomping out or running out of the house, um, you know, and he's like shouting, he's like, the black man is gone. Like, you know, really overly like uh, emphasizing the fact that of what's, what's going on. And he goes downstairs and... And Sebastian and and Catherine are there like, hi, like like they're <laughs> friends. Like these are people I'm pretty sure he's never met. Not really. Um, like, hey, we got a letter for you. And he's like, she felt this is where it felt very Shakespearean to me mm-hmm. of like the delivering of letters. And, like we're just going to take everything at face value. And then like, how am I supposed to get like her mom won't deliver the letters and I don't know her email. And the line email is for geeks and pedophiles. Yes. Once again, things that did not age. This was not prescient. I mean, there are plenty of pedophiles that use email, but it's yeah. not just, you know. It made me laugh. I wrote it down too. His smile. He looks like he's trying to play the Joker. His smile looks so forced and fake every time he does it. That's a choice, and I'm I, I'm digging it. I mean, this is a character with probably borderline personality disorder, mm-hmm. and 
someone who just doesn't want to smile, but like it really, yeah, because it, it, it pulls you out of the uh, of what you're seeing when because it see doesn't it. hit his eyes. No, he's good. Uh, yeah, there's a scowl or a, a well, snarl as much. He as has a smile. such distinctive lips. He has very like Angelina Jolie lips, which I don't think plays when his face gets big. Hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, so like I don't remember that being as much of a thing of thinking as a characteristic of him. And that's where we get the, uh, God forbid, I exude confidence and enjoy sex. Yeah, basically the whole, like, yes, I think that the, Everything this, this moment is an accurate argument, <laughs> but is lost by everything else that happens in this movie. Right, like everything she's saying right here is accurate, and then it's like, so let's destroy, let's burn the fabric of society down. <laughs> then like, wait a minute, this is... Right, let, let's destroy everyone who's remotely ever been in a situation I wanted to be or could have been or would have been. Like, people who don't have any real relation to me, I want to watch them burn because I want to fuck and I have to be a lady. It's like a geek moment here, but it's like Anakin Skywalker, like, hmm, like a Jedi around me accidentally got killed and I might have halfway been involved in it. So now I'm going to go chill, like, kill like 800 children. <laughs> right, it doesn't matter now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, like, that's a... That's a leap, you know? <laughs> it's like, I have to be a lady all day long. You get to be this scoundrel. But everybody hates him. Like, he's still he's still a rich person, and he's going to be fine. Um, it doesn't really matter what happens, but he gets to go and be this scoundrel. I, there's no way she is this big of a manipulator, and people don't know. Like, someone knows. I mean, Court knows that she's down, and he's telling people he's telling 14 year old girls he's not telling the right people <laughs> people aren't listening to her but and that's when cecile calls right and they're like handing the phone back and forth they are so annoyed that other people have feelings like the acting on their faces their eye rolls and they're just <laughs> i so get it sometimes annoyed. though it's like ugh, like we got stuff to do <laughs> like are we done are we done can we get past this stop so Sebastian and Cecile get together, and she's drinking Long Island iced teas, writing notes. He's got a camera. This this didn't age well. No. No, no, no. Because this is another situation of like, oh, no, your mom doesn't know you're here. I, I'll just call your mom and tell her that you're here. Like it's Just blackmailing and negging a 14-year-old girl and getting her drunk. and This is not good. Nope. So, uh. Do you want to talk about it anymore, or you want to just say, like... Nope. Things happen. Yeah. Because, basically, Sarah Michelle Gellar is like, I want you to fast-pace this sexual awakening. Okay. I don't know. Ah. So, next thing, we're at brunch. We're back at the uh, at the estate, yes. if you will. And they're short of volunteers, the retirement plan, or retirement uh, f- facility. Right. So... Um, they get voluntold. <laughs> Look, he is going to hate this. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to go, of course, because he wants to like, he's he's trying to, to win points. Um, it makes they, me think of when we used to have to go. They would take us on a Wednesday night. We were like 13, give us absolutely no instructions. And he's like, set us loose. A girl's got like assaulted. Yeah. Her, like guys, old men were whipping their dicks out, locking the doors, trying to block girls in, trying yes. to rope them. Like This was not okay like we should have had some no, right, sort of there should have been this organized bingo <laughs> in the the i don't know recreation room yeah not just let's go knock on doors and go talk to old people in their rooms in their homes it was not yeah that's exactly what i wrote down like you know 
people were like, I'm, I'm, we're going to have some sex. And everybody thought it was funny. That was funny that that happened to her. Like, ha, ha, ha. Of course, this an old man's not going to be able to like. This has not just happened to one person that I know. Yeah. This has happened to multiple people that I know. It is. No. I mean, we used to, in, I think it was in fifth grade, there was a, like a day community center. It was not like a, a, a place where people lived. But. They would just like let us like just go down the hill and hang out there. Like we would watch The Price is Right and stuff like with the senior citizens at the the community center. Like in the common room, that's probably fine. Maybe, but also, like, there were no teachers there. It wasn't like we're all going to go together. Like, you know, just walk down. Didn't, the like, sign in or out of school. Just <laughs> we're we're twelve. We're walking in like basically like Gallatin Avenue area. Oh my goodness! Like. James Robinson Parkway is like right around, like you're like passing my school. Like it is not a good area of town at that time, and parts of it still not at, like at this time. And we're just like bebopping down past the the, the uh, soccer fields and going in to hang out and watch the prizes right. <laughs> the things that would not be allowed it's today. Wild. <laughs> and then we have, of course, I have to praise you like I do. Bum, 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 bum. Which we've got an awesome cover of uh, by Rita Ora right now. Rita Ora Is right now. Fat Boy Slim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're driving. Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Phillippe are driving back from the community center. Yeah. And she's making funny faces at him, trying to get him to smile. Like, mm-hmm. Great job, lady. Like, start making faces, trying to distract the guy driving us like almost hundred year old car that has no modern safety feature right. <laughs> whatsoever. I was like. I don't know if this is going to end well or not. Like, this car is a death trap on the best of days, <laughs> if you're a professional driver. <laughs> yeah, so, but she makes him laugh, and it's like, he makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got Cecile talking to Sarah Michelle Geller about the event. Mm-hmm. And she's explaining, you had an orgasm. And the music is like, do, 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 do. Like, this was great. <laughs> like, sexual licking of a woman. Yeah, that was, that's what I thought was gross. It's like, now you're a woman. Yay. I'm like, no, no, this is not how this works. <laughs> she's like, this is not age well. Like, this is not good. This is really bad. This is really, really bad, is what I wrote. She's like, you don't want to stop it while you're just getting going. Like, you got to go all the way. Like, what? Wait. And she's like, you need to, like, just practice because you got to be good for Ronald. Like, no. Okay. He's like, everybody does it. We just don't talk about it. It's like, it's like, like a secret society. <laughs> like, sure. She's like, so annoyed. It's like, yes. Great. Cool. But as she walks out, so the player's just dancing. Secret society. Secret society. I think for this couple of scenes, she is hilarious. The next scene where she's eating the cherries, trying to seduce. Well, they've already had sex. And she's like, you know, it's like, like, it's no thing. Like, oh, we just did it now. And now she's like a nympho. Hmm. Now it's like literally, well, because I mean, we've popped her cherry. That's what we're doing here. Now she's eating a bunch of cherries and she like is all about it now. Like, that's not how this works. That's how teenage boys think this works. Well, I think the first time she probably really enjoyed herself. I think the second, or the you know, now this time, she didn't really have that good of a time. And she's well, wanting no. to get back to what she was that first night, and he just, like, throws her off the bed. It's violent. It's ugly. Kind of funny physical comedy, but it's tough. Yeah, it's like, like nope. He's like, now, it's, now we're just being quiet. But yeah, so it's like, he's just, he's like, 
check. I did what you asked me to do. And now she's like, yay. And I don't know. He's like, I don't love you. He's like, well, I don't love you either. He's like, ah, and just breathes in his face. <laughs> What is get happening? up and take a shower like you want some company <laughs> yeah it's like that's not what a 14 year old girl like like none of this stuff tracks she doesn't know like i don't think she would think like oh we could have be in the shower together that'd be sexy like no i don't i don't think she'd think that anyway i've made that point overly <laughs> so we have back at the estate and there sarah michelle Gellar and ryan philippi are spying on Reese Witherspoon reading a book and she's mm-hmm. crying. And of course, you know, Sharon Michelle Keller, oh, the big bad book is making the little darling cry. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's just so, she's just such an evil ice queen. And Ryan Phillippe says that I'm completely infatuated with her. She made me laugh. I think that I'm completely infatuated with her line made it into the trailer. So <laughs> Did it. But also, he's like annoyed that she made him laugh. Like, you know, she broke my, she, Broke me, broke my facade. They go out there. He tries to kiss her, kind of tries to take it farther. And she's like, On a no. blanket again. There's so many kisses on blankets on the ground. There are. Um, and she's like, No. And he's like, Sorry. And and then then he comes to her. Before that, she says, I don't trust myself when I'm with you. Mm-hmm. That's a, oh boy, a lot to unpack there with the uh, purity culture and how we grew up. Very much. Yes. I mean, at least nobody's telling anybody that. They can't, like, dress a certain way to awaken the lust of a man that can't control themselves or something. <laughs> oh, at least we're not that far into it. No, we're not. We're not, like, berating someone for, like, being on a stage in a religious type of event and their bra strap shows. And so they have to, like, make them cry about it. No. No. <laughs> and so we go back to her room. And now he's playing game or telling her that she's the one playing games and he's completely like, negging her. He's and... Katy Perrying the shit out of this. Uh... He's like, you're hot and you're cold. You're yes, then you're no. <laughs> <laughs> you're in and you're out. <laughs> Up and you're down. And so it doesn't go well. He's it's, he says the dumb. It doesn't work. Like I, like I I want to go back and listen to it at some point. But he's like, basically, you're like talking all about love. And you want to find love. And you found love. And it's here. And you're just going to waste it and throw it away. It's like, that's not what she's saying. <laughs> like, you don't get it. It's like, I want to wait till I'm in love. And I know that this is actually like it. And it's important. And it's going to count. And like, it's not just, I think I'm in love at this moment. I'm going to like jump all in. And if I don't capture this moment of love, it's going to go away. And like, I'm an, I'm a hypocrite because I don't want to have sex with you because I found love. And that's what love means. Like, I don't, don't know, but it, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's so know. annoying. But he goes through what can only be described as a secret passage because the doors like close back and they're just shelves in the study. That's true. And- but yeah, like she's like, okay, you're right. I want to be with you. And then he's like, I can't do this. And so he rejects her. She feels this re- a rejection. And he's really like actually having a like, oh shit, I actually do care about this person and I can't go through this with this in this kind of casual way. Staring at himself in a mirror that's oddly placed that's not flat against anything. Right. I was like, is he going to throw something at that mirror? That's what I feel like is going to happen. <laughs> we do get a, a champagne glass thrown later. Yeah. <laughs> and so he finds out where she's going and we get Counting Crows music and he's at the top of the escalator. 
kind of romantic if you get past everything else. Yes. <laughs> if you can, like, isolate this one moment. If you just, like, is this like a Counting Crows video? Yeah, like, awesome. <laughs> and Love it was just it. them, like, kissing a couple times before and just very vague games they were playing with each other. And then it ends with that. Kind of romantic. Great. She looks like she's, like, a young Republican <laughs> <laughs> in her dress and sweater. They, I guess they go back to his place. I guess. And they get together. They get in and out of the city quick in this movie. They they do. They do. But it's it's very romantic. Like, he's, you know, they're having sex for the first time. He's, like, asking her if she, she's okay. And all I could focus on was, I don't think this was meant to be shot in this HD. They are both so sweaty. She has, like, very upper sweaty. lip sweat going. Like, I don't know if that, they would wipe that off, I feel like. This is, and, like, Titanic level. I mean, like, the tips, like, his his blonde tips are sweaty. <laughs> it is. I mean, he doesn't really have blonde tips. He's got curly hair, so that In this scene, he's got some tips, and they are sweaty. Which is weird. Like, th- that's a choice. They didn't... I don't think they work so hard at this scene that they got that sweaty no, some, on someone their, their They are misting the shit out of this. Like, his back is sweaty. Like, her cleavage is sweaty as all get out. The upper lip sweat that she's got is just, like like hat off like you got well well done well done <laughs> they get together she knows it's happened sarah michelle Geller knows it's happened she like can kind of tell that this is different and she throws a grenade in it before that though they're at the home mm-hmm. and he can hear her having sex and then he goes in and like, where is he? And pulls out the drawer under the bed and it's Ronald. Right. Like, There's some fucked up shit happening in this house. Yeah. Because he's like, you wouldn't have whatever, you wouldn't have left the door open if you didn't want me to find out. Like, right. you didn't want to like to witness it. So yeah, he's like, you guys are really fucked. But so yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, congrats. Like, let's, let's bone. He's like, no, I don't want to. Like, I only want to be with her. And that's when she decides. That's when she also throws a champagne glass as he's closing the door. That's the whole thing. Like she can't handle not getting everything she wants when she wants it. Like that's the whole set in motion. This whole court thing is like, I'm sure court's a complete loser. (laughs) Like if she had gotten what she wanted, she would have thrown him away at the, at the beginning of the summer and he would have pined over her. That's all that she wanted is like someone to chase her. Like she just wants to be continually chased. I also said like every time they let Sarah Michelle Geller just run with it, I mean, because she's talking almost transatlantic accent. Mm-hmm. She's like she's Barbara Stanwyck in Double Indemnity style. I mean, she is just going for it, and they just let her, let her go, and she's all over the room, and they just really, yeah. That, that, that's the, the last time I wrote. They must have been having so much fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like you pay like six hundred thousand dollars to hang out with like the six other most beautiful people in Hollywood, and just go for it. <laughs> I don't really have any other notes. Okay. Well, I have Simon's outfit coming up. The charcoal V-neck with the black pants and the black overcoat with the red lining. Mm-hmm. I've spent years trying to find that outfit. But yeah, so basically, Sir Michelle Geller's like, great, you're in love. Congratulations. What are you going to do now? You have a terrible reputation. Her father's the headmaster. There's no way he's going to let you be with her. She can't, you know, you're going to ruin her reputation. You're going to take her down. This is not going to work. Like, you know, just forget it. And he's like realizing she's right. So he goes and tries to convince Reese Witherspoon that it was all like he was just an asshole. He didn't care about her. They didn't love her. He's crying while he's doing it. She knows that he's lying. But he's ugly crying. It's not even. Yeah. 
Um, he, he know, she knows that he's lying and she knows that he like, but he's pushing it too far. And she's like, you know, the fact that you're even willing to do this, you know, get away. Like, you know, don't touch me. Get out of here. And like, you know, I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar, she's just like thrown, like I said, thrown a grenade in it and completely ruined it. So we get back to Sarah Michelle Gellar's room. She's getting home and he's just sitting there in the dark with sunglasses on with a bottle of champagne. It's, it's real kind of Zalman King lighting, too. Very know? much. Yes. <laughs> in her very blue room. Very, very blue. And then they pour the drinks. And what are we going to toast to? She says, to my triumph. Yeah, basically that I fucked you. Like, you... You were just a toy, Sebastian. Yeah, like, you you fell. You fell in love. And I told you it was a mistake. And just that quickly, because we're exactly the same person, like, you threw it all away. You found one person that you love. This idea... This 17-year-old idea that it's like, oh, you found it. You blew it. You're never going to have it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so finite. <laughs> so he gives a Barney Stinson playbook to Annette. I mean, he spends a lot of time trying to do it. Right. Yes. But then he does. Um, like, it's imperative that I talk to her. <laughs> That's such a line. <laughs> Uh, and these adults are just like, no, <laughs> like, go away, child. She said that lady is the one adult who's like, no, <laughs> like I'm having a dinner party. Go away, child. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know you. <laughs> go away. She's not here. Fine. Like, I'll give it to her. Maybe. <laughs> she does open the book and his handwriting looks just like yours. <laughs> like mine? Yes. It's like it's legible, but it's it's pushing it. <laughs> that's that's me on a good day. <laughs> and so we've got him sitting up all night watching her window creepy. We've got Catherine calls Ronald, tells him that Sebastian has hit her and that he's had sex with Cecile. And then I just have they see each other in the street. They fight. He falls. Yep. They get in a fight. Annette has seen him and running after him and sees this happening. She falls. She kind of gets pushed and she falls and there's a cab coming. And so he pushes her out of the way. He gets hit by a cab and Dunzo. That's exactly not how you die if you get hit by a car. Sorry. <laughs> right. I was like, I I really didn't think he was going to die. A car like that, you probably break both of your legs yeah. and probably have some brain. You, you might lose consciousness, but like if you don't lose consciousness, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, this doesn't really track, but... Mm. Yeah, it's the 90s, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, it's just SUVs and people go under SUVs and that's not good. Mm. So he dies. We're at his funeral. The headmaster's speaking. I hate starting the year with this tragedy. Um, we flash to Sarah Magella Geller in the bathroom. I don't know much about cocaine, but that seems like a lot. I don't Neither uh, do I. I mean, I know what Choice Brooker did this past week <laughs> when we were watching Mings, and she just played the maracas. But Sarah Michelle Gellar doesn't seem to change. No, she does not like have a an episode. Like she doesn't seem to get more manic. Cocaine's or anything. expensive. She doesn't seem like she's getting much out of it. <laughs> no, I I don't get it. But so she's doing that. She's staring at herself in the mirror. Um, Annette comes out of the bathroom behind her and she's like, oh, I didn't know there was anyone here. Um, I've seen this movie before, but I did not, like, they've never met. No. Like, that, that struck me tonight on this watching. Yeah, they've never met, but they both know who each other are. Um, 
And so, you know, Annette kind of plays that up because she knows who she is. She's seen the playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and have you met my brother? You know, I mean, it is. Or had you met my brother? She's like, you could say that. And, you know, I'm sorry for your loss and I'll, I'll leave you be. And she's like, you know, in these troubling times, I just, you know, turn to God. Like she quotes, she quotes her like, but she's so like, ugh, you know, doesn't even realize that that's what she's done mm-hmm. is like turn it on her and say like, I've got your number. Um, and so then she's up speaking. She's up speaking kind of like as the student body president, not as this was my brother. Um, you know, she's in a school uniform at speaking and she's talking, she's kind of talking nonsense really. And then people start kind of filing out, whispering, and she's like, you know, getting annoyed you know, what's wrong with people? Are they being respectful? What's happening? And she runs out. And so, and Cecile is passing out like some spiral bounds of Cruel Intentions, the journal of Sebastian Valmont. And it's a, a direct photocopy. So, you know, she flips to it and it's about the bet and the wager and, you know, who the Too targets many uses are. uses the word bitch for my liking. A lot of uses the word bitch. Surprisingly, like, they don't use the word bitch out loud that often mm-hmm. in this movie um but then talking about her coke problem and the headmaster like we've got bittersweet symphony like really taking over um everything but every people just not uh, just shaking their heads at her you know it's like oh her reputation is is shot but i'm like is it really you have money <laughs> like you're 17. You're probably not going to jail. You haven't committed any crimes. You're going to get kicked out of the school. Nobody cares. I mean, just go to USC and. <laughs> but, you know, oh, like the headmaster, like, you know. UCLA, Berkeley, you know, it's fine. Like, you'll be okay. Go to Yale. Nobody knows about you in Yale. You know, pulls the cross out and, you know, pulls it out like, oh, Coke. Everybody's like, oh, oh shaking <laughs> their heads. Uh. I guess it's her parents behind them. I have no idea. We don't even really know. Um, everybody's disappointed. And then what I remember, so then we've got the car and we have Reese Witherspoon in the car driving off. Which, like, looks like the American Southwest for a minute and then just switches to an industrial park. I don't know. And then, then it's, like, the same highway mm-hmm. at the beginning. And she's throwing those shades on. His shades and kind of a little, like, little flashes to them together in the car and everything. I just think I thought that was Sarah Michelle Geller in the car. Hmm. Like, I don't think I ever really, like, saw that scene really truly, but it's kind of maybe, like, a, a clip of it and just thought it was her winning the bet. Like, he had let... Here's what I think. I thought he let her quote unquote win the bet because he'd fallen in love mm. with Reese Witherspoon and was not going to like give it like up that he really this. He was just going to take the the W like let her have the win. He was going to take the loss and let her have the car. I think this is more of a music video kind of ending. <laughs> well, but there were several <laughs> moments that I was like the tensions being set up here where like we're if we were in a different movie, someone could get murdered. Mm. Yeah, like uh, this could be a talented Mr. Ripley kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, Sebastian dies, but he dies kind of as an accident. And really, truly, it could have been the the stakes set up where Ronald killed him. Um, you know, which is a bad look because Ronald's been just wholly manipulated this entire time. So I'm glad I'm just that turned into Heather's real quick. I'm glad that that didn't happen because Ronald didn't deserve that. Um, but but yeah, I, I honestly did not no flash think that he was actually going to die or honestly that like he could have shown up at the end of this movie 
like alive. Mm. And that still would not have surprised me. <laughs> so we're wrapping it up. Sorry, we went a little long, guys. But uh, like I said, this is one that I fondly remember seeing in the theater. I own some wardrobe from. I'm pretty sure I have it on DVD somewhere, but it's on sale for $4.99. Uh, looking at some of the content and some of the ways it's aged, I kind of see why you can buy it on Amazon for $4.99. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know. What's your final thoughts, Lever? I mean, it's a great thriller. I mean, everyone is acting their asses off. Um, you know, it, on a high level, it is fun. But yes, it is highly problematic and also real cringy for a lot of reasons. Everybody is beautiful and everybody is just acting like crazy. And the script is maybe not coherent but boy the speeches are good right it is it is really well thought out some of the directing like i said not really a huge fan of but overall i think our main principles are giving it all they got and yes, i'd say give it a watch uh if i think the pandemic killed the run of the musical but the musical is just all 90s cover songs so it's not there's no original songs written for the musical it's all just the cardigans love fool and Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer and Bittersweet Symphony and exactly. No Scrubs. It and only, um, what is that? It only happens when it rains. Is that what the song I'm only is happy called? when it rains by Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get a chance to see that or just go on Spotify and listen to it, man, yeah, it's, it's a good great. listen. Well, awesome, guys. Glad to be back to it. Hope you enjoyed our, you know, um, Red Shoe Diaries. I hope you are loving Minx on Stars um, season two. If you haven't caught any of that, catch up on season one. You can listen to our our uh, rewatches and some get some cool 70s drink recipes from season one. We're doing that in season two as well. We're coming up. We just released, um, what, episode three. Yes. Um, so you could watch it week by week and get caught up with us. Um, and check us out on Forbidden Cinema on Instagram. Minx on Stars going deeper on Instagram. You can shoot us an email, ForbiddenCinemaPodcast at Gmail. If you've got some ideas, some feedback, we'd love it. Um, some drink ideas, anything, um, always open to it. And if you'll follow, rate, review, subscribe, all the things, that would be awesome. We love hanging with you every week. If John Oliver is coming to your town, go. Oh, that was yeah. We saw John Oliver yesterday um, in in the timeline, and it was an amazing show. Opener was amazing too. Yes. I don't remember his name, but he's funny. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.